can you, can you honestly tell me that you forgot? Forgot the magnetism of Robin Zander or the charisma of Rick Nielsen? That's kid stuff. Kid stuff? How about the tunes? I want you to want me. The dream police. Da -da 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 -da. Your mama's alright, your dad is alright, but just seem a little bit weird, surrender. The dream police, they live inside of my bed. The dream police, they come to me in my head. The dream police, they're going to arrest me now. Oh no! Well, hey man, we're back. We're doing another episode of A-Sides. Hell yeah. So hey... Andrew, how's the week been treating you? Pretty good. Saw a band on Friday, some live music. So, it's the first time in a while. Right on. We'll be down in uh, Marion, Illinois. Yep. John Brown's on the square with the Great Affairs. Hell yeah. I just looked down at your... I didn't read, I didn't read anything, but I just caught myself looking at your notebook. Oh yeah, like, but that's, oh, not, that's not my list. That's uh, my like scratch things. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I can't read upside down anyhow. Oh. I don't have my glasses on. And it I'm was the contenders, I guess. And I, oh yeah, yeah. I meant to actually. So, let me. Yeah, I probably have like two or three that I would call my uh, um, honorable mentions. But I figured, like, instead of bringing them up, like I always seem to like bring them up before. Like we, I don't know. And then it kind of ruins the list. Like, well. You know those aren't on there. So I feel like I'm going to try to just hold off. Oh, Unless you pick like some that I kind of had as honorable mentions. Like, So are you saying maybe hold the honorable mentions for the end? Yeah. That or something like that? doesn't anything away about the list, you know. All right. Huh. Yeah. I kind of like mixing it up like that. Yeah. yeah. I Dude, this was the hardest I've probably had making a list. I mean, the Priest one was pretty tough, too. Because, man, you're talking about, like, bands that have such, yeah. well, I mean, a long career. Priest's been around for 50 years, Cheap Tricks, you know. Hell, longer there. than us. Yeah. Must have 40, been alive, yeah, I guess. So. 45 years? Yeah. What year is it again? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I can't, know man. it is, man. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm such a big fan of this band. And then, like, going through their stuff and kind of just you know binging it over the last couple weeks i'm like shit dude i feel like they're it would have been easier if we broke it into like eras of their career yeah. like they kind of have like the classic stuff which to me like everything up to uh all shook up is kind of like the classic stuff you know like mm -hmm. and then like everything after that is like the there's like that '80s era that's kind of like the albums just aren't as solid. There's I think there's a lot of really great songs on there. Some of my favorite songs, but not full front to back. You know what I mean? Like everything from the self-titled, you know, the debut, all through all shook up. I mean, to me, they were like kind of flawless records. You know what I mean? Like there's not really a bad song on there, and yeah. I don't know. So. Mm -hmm. And then you got like the new, then there was like 
Cheap Trick 97 where they almost kind of, I don't know, it was like a, like a resurgence. Like they got as fucking good again as they were like back in yeah, the I'll 70s. Yeah, I'll kind of button my lip. Yeah, I know. I'm struggling because I don't want to say too much. But, <clears throat> but the new era, there's a lot of really good shit, yeah. you know. And the albums, I think, are more solid than they were during that 80s era. But then yeah, there's like kinda... great songs throughout the whole fucking thing. I could have probably made a top 10 list for each yeah. era. And then I had to sit here and like narrow it down to 10. Like 15 would have been pretty fucking easy, I feel like. And I could have had like a few zingers in there where people would have been like, really? <laughs> That's on your list? But I guess those would be my maybe some honorable mentions that we talk about later. I guess that's kind of what I did uh, when I was posting those lists on Facebook and stuff to get people talking about music and whatever, just trying to spark uh, conversation. I kind of did a cheat thing with Aerosmith. I did break it into uh, the classic era and the comeback MTV stuff. I think you have to because, yeah. especially with Aerosmith, like, and I mean, it's just my opinion, I guess, but I think it's a lot of people's opinion, though, that the classic stuff, everything through rocks and then even draw the line you know like the new stuff doesn't hold a fucking candle to it you know well i think i think there is good stuff in that um later like the comeback period but i guess maybe they're fewer and far between it's like uh they use a lot of outside songwriters and have help and then i don't know yeah 70s was just uh man a lot of people knock pump and i've always really liked that album but i think that a lot of people kind of diss it because is diss still a word yeah people say that (laughs) maybe (laughs) i don't know i did um that's what happened when i i stayed up late and gambled at the casino and i went back in time i went back to 1999 or whenever the fuck it was people (laughs) said that shit but no i mean a lot of people kind of i've had conversations where people rag on pump and you know i think it's because like Janie got a Janie got a gun. Janie's got a gun. Can't even fucking talk. Uh, was so overplayed. People are just sick of it, yeah. dude. I'm sick of that song. Like I don't listen to that song. I play that album. I skip right the fuck over it. Yeah. I don't even really hate Love in an Elevator. Like it's overplayed as hell, but it's still kind of a fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But isn't what it takes on there? Yeah. I mean and that's I don't like mind that played out, ballad. but it's a yeah. Yeah. Angel off of Permanent Vacation. I still love that song. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. Like, there's some really great shit between those two records. But then, like, Get a Grip, it's funny, because I hadn't listened to it in so many years. And I busted that back out, like, I don't know, probably been a few months now. And I was like, God, this is a really dated album. Like, that doesn't hold up. Yeah. Like, the production doesn't even really hold up. Like, some of the songs have, like, like even, like, the rockin' stuff off that record that I liked back in the day doesn't even sound... Like, it has any balls. Like, I thought that uh, Eat the Rich song, I always dug it, you know, because it was kind of one of the more raw kind of rockers on there. But I went back and listened to it and was like, fuck, this ain't even really that good. I think Hmm. I just wanted it to be good back then because I was a fan. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Anyhow, we don't need to go down. (laughs) We'd have an Aerosmith episode, I guess, sometime. But I guess that's a way to segue into, you know what we're doing today with this Cheap Trick thing because the first time I saw Cheap Trick, they opened for Motley Crue, 
And I was like a huge fucking Motley Crue fan at the time. Was that the Generation Swine one yep. with Joey Gibbs and everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we... Yeah, I'll leave some of the details out, but I mean, like... Some of us just kind of got in trouble because we weren't really supposed to be there. Let's just say that. <laughs> that. I don't. I'm not going to get into you know the details because it. I mean, I'll get into the details about my life, but I wasn't uh, really supposed to be. That there. would actually be like a really good show because we were just we had mentioned uh, the Cheap Trick '97 album, so they would have been well, touring that too, right? So they were, but it was like such a short set, and I don't even remember if they played anything off that album. It was a really straightforward, greatest hits set from what I remember. Hit it and quit it. <laughs> but I wasn't, but I wasn't really like a big Cheap Trick fan at the time. Like I was just at that time, I only owned their greatest hits, mm. and I wasn't really interested in seeing them that day because I was so psyched yeah. for the crew. Man, this was like childhood dream for me to mm. see them, and I just remember Cheap Trick sounding like shit. Like, it just sounded like a wall of shit. So it was a bummer. And I was young and didn't know all those things about sound. Like, I just thought, God, they sucked live. You know, I didn't know that, you know, they basically got cheated out of an entire chunk of the PA. And they just, you know, was just cranking what little they had and fucking distorting everything. And, you know, whatever. When you're younger, it's just you don't maybe realize, you know. Sometimes it's not the band. <laughs> yeah, you sucks, can't you, you can't know? really show up the um, the headliner. Yeah. But yeah, so anyhow, then like after that, strangely enough, I kind of just started becoming a bigger Cheap Trick fan. Still not a huge fan, but I started getting a little bit more into them. And then I saw them open for Aerosmith, and it was like, holy shit! It was like a totally different band because they fucking sounded killer, you know, and. It was a great show all the way around because Aerosmith was great too, and um, and I think seeing them live at that show, it was on the special one, was their album they were uh, touring on, and Aerosmith's "Honking on Bobo." It was that tour. Hmm. So, yeah, and I actually, I mean, special one, you know, had some really good songs. It was one of those things where I didn't realize. I think I had heard it prior to seeing them live but then like I kind of dug some of the songs more after seeing them live because they did a you know a couple I know they did that set of a woman song and I think they did one more off that but um yeah hmm so that's my story (laughs) I was gonna ask you yeah like I had made a note I was gonna ask how many times you saw them or when was the first I haven't yeah I haven't really seen them a lot but I mean, probably like four or five times at this yeah. point. So, you know. I've only seen them um, uh, three times, and it was more like recent. Because I guess out of all the bands we've ranked uh, so far, like Megadeth or Priest and uh, Sabbath, I've been into Cheap Trick the shortest amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of like a late bloomer, I guess. But uh, I saw them. Uh, 2015, they opened up for the Foo Fighters at Wrigley Field. Oh, yeah. Then 2016, I saw him with uh, uh, Dustin and I think his cousin Paul and his girlfriend, who's now his wife, Brianna. Uh, we went up for that show. It was like the uh, Hart and Joan Jett and Cheap Trick. 
Yeah. Or something. So that was pretty cool. And then I saw him like the show that you were there and Brian was there and stuff where they were at the uh, limelight. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. That was actually really funny because I remember them playing uh, "He's a Whore" and just like train wrecking that fucking song. Like, yeah, because wasn't stop wasn't there like three yeah? Like times. I was gonna ask you, yeah, wasn't there something where they did they like restarted a song? And he kept he was like blaming the sound guy or something. And it's like motherfucker. That wasn't, wasn't that Jerry Depew doing sound? I think I don't even remember if he was. I, he probably was. I mean, that was back when he was running sound there, but I don't remember if he was there that night. But it was. It wasn't the sound. It wasn't I think the it was sound. Them. He was fucking up. Yeah. I think Rick Nielsen just kept forgetting the song. Like he just kept blanking out in the same. Oh yeah, he said his he was like his excuse was something to do with his guitar feeding back or something. And it's like yeah. you would just play through that. Like you wouldn't like just forget where you're at. Oh yeah. It's like you just straight up forgot <laughs> the song. I mean, shit happens. You just blank yeah. out and forget shit sometimes, and that's totally you know yeah. what happened, but. I was telling that Doug Broad that wrote that book, you know, um, the stars and Cheap Trick, his Aerosmith thing, and he he's like, man, I've seen him a ton of times, and I don't I don't think I've ever seen him train wreck. He's like, yeah, that was pretty special that <laughs> you got to see that. It's like, yeah, you know, hey, it was fucking cool. So, not really. It was frustrating at the time, but now it's kind of funny to look back on. But I, I kind of realized looking at my list too that I don't know that I put these in order. Hmm. Um, kind of. Yeah, because you've had a really hard time with this, putting this together. Yeah, I don't think I really bothered uh, that much with that, so it's Oh, well, probably, do you want to start it off then? I'll say that my top two on my list are probably my top two songs, but yeah, I'll start it off. I'll, uh, I'll just kind of go in the order I have it. So my first one is kind of one that I imagine, I would say that, you know, they have a lot of ballads, right? Like their yeah, oh, yeah. they had a lot of ballads. And I would assume you probably didn't expect me to pick any ballads. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great ballads. I'm not going to go into, you know, because I don't want you to give anything away. You don't have much of a poker face, so if I say a song, you're just going to go, oh, shoot, and you're, I'm going to know it's on your list. I did good with Angry Again, at least. <sighs> That's true. That's true. So. All right, so my, my first pick is Tonight It's You. Oh, cool. I mean, it's a great fucking song. It's a great arrangement. Like, it's not, you know, it kind of has like a your verse, and then the pre-chorus is almost like you'd think it's the chorus, but then there's a chorus, and I don't know. Yeah. It's a great arrangement. It's a catchy song. It sounds great fuck else you need in a song people huh uh that's one that i had a really really hard time not putting on my list so it's cool that you actually put it on there yeah i you know and i feel like that's you know i don't know i don't want to give anything away but yeah it was on my scribbled down contenders list it's hard to not like part of me like the pretentious douchey part of me just wanted to like ignore all hits right but this is a band where, like, their hits are really fucking good. Yeah. Like, they're still really cool songs. And so, I mean, what do you do? Like, you know, I yeah. was trying to intentionally ignore, like, the greatest, all of the greatest hit stuff, but then it was like, and I can't. That's just too good of a fucking song, you know? So there's a couple moments like that I guess I have on this list, but. Yeah, like, um, I was pretty basic 
uh, bastardy with this one. So, so yeah, you can probably pretty much uh, nail all of my Your top uh, picks. two picks are Budokan version of I Want You to Want Me, album version of <laughs> I Want You to Want Me, number three, demo version of I Want You to Want Me. <laughs> Not quite that, but... Uh, good but shit. yeah, dude, tonight's you is a good one. I like the version on uh, Silver. I found myself listening to that, like... That was the live anniversary thing, right? Yeah. I found myself going back to those versions of the songs yeah. more than the album versions like this last like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, like I really like that. I actually that's album. one thing I didn't revisit when going through this. Oh shit. I have it on DVD. I don't I don't know if I ever bought the CD. I don't know. Yeah, because I got the two C D thing. I think I picked that up at Bob's store when I was getting into Cheap Trick. And they never put that on out on vinyl, so I know it's not on my I know I don't have the, the record, yeah. but well, Andrew, why don't you tell the fine people at home what your first pick is? My pick, I did rank them. My number ten is the title track to "Woke Up with the Monster." You know, that's a great song. Yeah, like man, like I listened to it so much, I think I got kind of annoyed with it. At, at one point, yeah, <laughs> his or whatever, it was like it makes the song stand out. It does, yeah. But then at the same time, listening to it so much, I'm like, God, this is almost annoying. But like, I don't know, like, it's hard to deny that's a cool sounding song, and yeah, in general, and it's a good, it is a good vocal performance. And I think something else, after putting down all the songs on my list. I kind of like some of their sinister uh, sounding songs, and that almost is kind of I, I throw it in that category. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. They got like a weird, almost like they. I was kind of. uh, I don't know if this is like on the right track, but uh, uh, some of their songs they almost kind of seem like they have that kind of like Alice Cooper kind of lyrical, uh, sinisterness, but then they insert it into a pop song. Because right. some, some of those early Alice Cooper band stuff, they were kind of doing the same thing. Like it, yeah. just pop songs written for serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah. Uh, that is a good way to put it. Pop they songs have a for weird, serial killers. They have like a weird dark thing about them. I mean, it doesn't always like it's not every single song, so it kind of stands out more when they do yeah. throw it in. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I guess moving on to your yeah. Um, so my next pick is from the 97 self-titled album, Hard to Tell. To me, that's like, there's a lot of great songs. Yeah. And so I, th- I feel like half of that album could have made it on my list. But Hard to Tell, to me, just like, every time I listen to that album, I walk away from that with that chorus in my head. Like, it's like the hit that never was. Like, it should have been the hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Should have been the single. Should have been a hit. You know? I mean, I'm trying to remember what the singles were on that album. I'm kind of drawing a blank. Because, it. I mean, it really wasn't pushed. I don't think it matters what they put out at that time in 1997. Yeah. I don't think there was a record label that was going to push Cheap Trick and make yeah which i guess what happened because i looked up that that album like they thought it would be like how you said a resurgence for them but then after it went out the label went bankrupt yeah it was like within like two or three weeks yeah 
Yeah, it was like something crazy like that. I didn't really know that until fairly recently. I'd heard the story somewhere, and yeah, it was just like, oh, that makes sense. But then it doesn't because I don't really think it mattered what label they were on. Like, yeah, because it was like, I guess what at that time, right? It would have been like post grunge, but then like new metal was taken over, so it wouldn't have really fit yeah. in either of those things on the radio at the time. I feel like if it would have came out like five years later. There was kind of like a weird retro comeback for all that stuff, like classic rock and yeah, and even like garagey rock, like White Stripes were kind of yeah, uh, like huge. I guess maybe even later than well, because I'm trying to think. Like I saw Tom Petty the first time, okay, and in between the two times I saw Petty live, it was only maybe eight years apart, and I mean, the first time I saw him. It was completely undersold. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At the oh, Civic yeah. Civic Center, like half full. It was crazy. It wasn't cool, but then nostalgia kind of came but in then, later, like, right? Yeah, like eight years later, we go see him at United Center, and it's sold out. And I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's great. You know? Yeah. He deserves it. Um, but it's just weird how that shit works, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, like Cheap Trick, you would think... They're a big enough band. Maybe I just feel this way because I, they're one of my favorite bands. But you'd think they'd be big enough to where they could like headline a fucking arena. Yeah. Like you just would think. Like see, like you would think. But me being a late bloomer, like all I ever really heard growing up was the "I Want You to Want Me" and "Dream Police" and like "Surrender." And they're right. good songs, but that's really all you hear anymore around here. Yeah. And it's like they have a huge like deeper like. Uh, I guess catalog than that, but right. so I yeah. Don't know. But I mean, even like Motley Crue, I mean, they headline arenas and stuff. Although I think they practically like this Def Leppard co-headliner thing. Like judging by the last couple times I saw both those bands, I feel like they almost need each other like to fill. Although I don't yeah. know how they're doing stadiums. To be honest with you, I'm like stadium tour really. Like yeah. <clears throat> I would think that that would be successful in a uh, an arena, but I'm honestly really surprised that they could sell enough to pull off stadiums but what the fuck do i know i guess it just goes back to that like i think it was just at the time the netflix movie was out so they were trying to capitalize on it with the huge like arena tour but i mean i guess to my point like you're saying you know you only hear the few songs by cheap trick but dude all you hear is kickstart my heart and girls 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 anymore yeah so it's like i don't even hear dr feel good that much on the radio you know what i mean it's always just those two songs so it's like, yeah, they yeah but they're always on the jukebox at a bar, too. You don't always hear Cheap Trick yeah. at the jukebox. So I guess my point was maybe like yeah. uh, a great songwriting doesn't always equal uh, hits and yeah. stuff. You know how, how so many underrated bands like have some of the best songs, but they're like, you yeah. know, not heard all the time. Right. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, man, I can remember back in the 80s, though, when like Cheap Trick had... Like, the first thing I ever heard that I remember hearing was their cover of Don't Be Cruel. Like, when I was a kid, that was like, oh, yeah. you know, you're a kid and you always have, like, the certain songs that come on. You're like, oh, yeah, I like this song. <laughs> and that was one of mine. Of course, so was We Built This City by Starship. So, <laughs> you know, what the fuck did six-year-old me know? Nothing. Hey, man, I love Phil Collins back then. Hey. 
You ain't gonna tell me. I still like yeah. Phil Collins. So, yeah. actually, I think the first album I ever bought on CD, it was We Can't Dance. Oh no! This is We Can't Dance. Yeah. You know, good stuff. So, anyhow, I think I just babbled for five straight minutes. If you want to go ahead. All right. Well, I think so. You got two. It's my second one, and you were talking about. Uh, the 97 album, and you also mentioned a uh, special one, was uh, another big one. And that's something, like, special one, I almost feel like, for me, it's hard to narrow down those songs. I could almost make a top ten out of the special one, uh, uh, but I didn't. Uh, so my number nine, I'll go with Too Much. It's a ballad in the same vein as the other ones you've had, so. yeah. Yeah, that album didn't really get the love it deserved, and I think it was almost more of like a... It wasn't as hard rock. It was almost like a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers style of rock, you know, for them. And so I don't know if that's really why it didn't really succeed. I mean, I guess, again, they wouldn't at that time. They're not going to have a huge record, you know. But I always really dug it. I thought there were some really great songs on that. And, you know, spoiler alert, none of them made my list, mm. but... Um, uh, so what did you do? You just had a dart board and you had the song titles and you're like, whatever, whatever the dart hits, that's going to make my list. No, I just kind of had them all typed uh-huh. out on here on my phone and I was like, it's tough. Because like I said, man, yeah. there's like a million, you know, at the end of the day, I had like 20 songs and was like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. Now I got to narrow it down. And I just had to be yeah. honest with myself, like... Well, I think I like this better than that song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess with special one, uh, too, or the song Too Much that I had, I don't have, like, I guess with you or, like, Danny or Dustin and stuff, you guys have more attachment to this band than I do. So I don't have a lot of, like, stories or, like, songs that mean something to me, but I do have a little funny, like, anecdote with this song. Like, when I got into them... Um, I bought, like, all the Cheap Trick CDs I have. I bought at Bob's store, uh, Shandy's, and he actually had the silver uh, CD. He had the 97 one, and he had special one. And uh, so I was listening to something at work in the break room when I worked at Turks, this body shop, and all the guys there would give me shit uh, for listening to music because what I would have on the radio would have been Jack um, FM with all the... Um, 80s pop, you know, they'd play like right. Richard Marks and stuff, or uh, Janet Jackson or Madonna. And some guy, this guy, Matt, he like came in and he heard me listening to this uh, Cheap Trick song. And I was like, uh, he like, gave me shit and he goes, do you just sit around and listen to music and cry all the time? Chick cry. <laughs> no! <laughs> As I'm like wiping the tears away. Fuck you, man. <laughs> so you've got, um, this will be your third one. Okay, my third one. This kind of, I guess I could have segued into the conversation where I was talking about how, like, I had this huge list and then just kind of obviously had to cut half of them. And, you know, there were only, I would say, two. I mean, Tonight It's You, that was a hit, right? Like, but it wasn't, like, a really well-known hit. And there was, like, two that were really well-known hits where it was, like, really hard to cut them, you know? And Mm -hmm. one of them did get cut, but the one that didn't was Dream Police. I I mean, I felt like, man, this is such a great song. Yeah, 
it's like maybe to some people it's overplayed. I don't really know. I never don't like hearing it. I'm not sure how I just constructed that sentence and if it was actually English, but <laughs> don't. Um, but no, I mean, I always enjoy hearing the song. There's just some songs that are so fucking good that even if they're just played to death on the radio, you're like, there's no denying this shit. A great song's a great song. Yeah. I still fucking love it, you know? So Dream Police is one of those. It's a great arrangement. And I can tell by your <laughs> lack of poker face that yeah. <laughs> it's on your list somewhere. But, I mean, I figured it would be. Yeah. You know? I kind of had a couple that I thought they got to be on your list, you know, but I won't say what they are. But, but yeah, great song. And yeah. uh, I'll stop talking about it because clearly <laughs> we're going to talk about it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, my third choice, or my number eight, is one from the same album. So I'm saying in the same space. It is uh, Pop Drone from a special one. It is like how I said, I could probably like interchange out songs from this album. And that's the one that really stood out to me a lot over the last week. Because maybe I didn't give it a chance before. Because right. it kind of takes a while to get going. Yeah. It's like... Really, really quiet, but then once it hits the solo section, it, like, explodes. And I guess that's the point. I called it a slow burner or whatever, and I think I ignored it before compared to some of the songs around it, like, too much, and, like, like words and uh, stuff like that, you know? It's really weird that, I mean, you always end up gravitating towards an album that everyone else is going to think is weird. Like, I guarantee, um, like, most big, cheap trick fans are going to be like, God, why does he have such a heart on for special <laughs> one? You know? I mean, I can't really, like... See, that's the thing, though, too, is speaking about that. I remember when I first um, did one of those lists, I even went back and looked at it on my old blog. Yeah. And this was a bit Did you do like, one for Cheap Trick? Yeah, like, I did one for Cheap Trick, but all the songs I ranked were from the first, like, three albums. And everybody gave me shit and said, hey, what about 97 or what about this other album? And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know, because I think my complaint at the time was the 80s. It was way too overproduced. Yeah. And some of the 90s didn't really like uh, do anything for me. But now I think it's flipped, where I like some of that later career stuff and some of the earlier eras I'm kind of uh, uh, shaky on. Yeah, it's but. weird because, I mean, every time I listen to the 80s era, like, I get on a kick, you know, where it's like, I'll just, for some reason, just listen to, like, all the 80s shit. And whereas, like, you know, kind of like the classic stuff and some of the yeah. newer stuff's just in my regular rotation. Um, but the 80s stuff, I get, like, on a kick with it, and I feel like I find a gem every time I listen to it. Like, ah, fuck, this song's better than I thought it was. So I always walk away from going through the 80s catalog liking a song that I never really, like, gave the time of day for. Like, it just went past me or whatever. Because it's not like there's, like, I mean, there are some bad songs, but for the most part, you could put on, you know, about any Cheap Trick album and not be offended. Like you can, you know what yeah. I mean. You can listen to it front and back and not want to, like, yeah, smash the record over your knee or something. But <laughs> see, like maybe that's the thing with that pop drone is like I was like a going for all the hooks. Yeah. So if there's a huge hook 
I'm going to gravitate to it. Right. But then now going back through it is some of the stuff that like that uh, pop drone doesn't really have a hook. It's just got this huge like solo or later part that blows up. And I'm like, man, that is really good. So it's like hard yeah. for me not to have it. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's good songs on that album, you know. And they do have good hooks. Like that's what they're like really good at is. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, even like I always thought Son of a Woman should have been a bigger. Yeah hit than what it was you know like why it just sounded like radio to me yeah why it was does. it on fucking radio you know but obviously we've already talked about that and that could be a whole other conversation and you work in radio so i don't really want to offend you um, you ain't gonna <laughs> no. offend me <laughs> fucking corporate radio assholes i just um, don't want to offend my bosses <laughs> <laughs> uh well just don't mention you know, if you don't talk about where you work, yeah. then you're not representing the company during this podcast, and then they yeah. can't fire you for shit. Yeah, yeah take that. Beep. Well, I beeped out the place where I work. See, yeah. see how I did that? Um, that was a stupid fight. All right, man, you're up. All right. My fourth pick is from the debut album, Oh, 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 Candy. Hmm. Good choice. She tried so hard. <laughs> It's a great song. It's a dark song, lyrically. Like, it's kind of heavy, you know? Like, I mean... Yeah, like, we touched on that, the sinister stuff that they do. And so this is, like, this really, really catchy song. Really great chorus. Really great just everything. And, you know, meanwhile, it's about a girl killing herself. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) terrible. But it's a great, you know, it's such a great song. I think that's what makes it, like... That's why I had to have it on my list. Like, that was one. There was a handful of them that just instantly, like, when like when we talked about it, like, I don't know, you text me or whatever, and it's like, hey, we're going to do the cheap trick thing. And I literally, the like, right after that quick conversation, pulled my phone out and was like, bam, bam, bam. Like, I yeah. think there was, like, seven songs within minutes. <laughs> and yeah. Was, and, you know, most of those stayed on here you know and then obviously once i thought about it more some got kicked off i mean like i said it turned into a 20 song list so what the fuck was i gonna do but um that one right away i mean that's just one of my absolute favorite songs of theirs in fact Mm. if i really ranked this list it would be um probably a little higher than what it's at but it's easier said than done really so yeah so oh candy (laughs) <laughs> Unlike, you know, Candy O. It's the opposite, see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cheap trick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well. All right, so I'm up. That was a bad joke. I'm full of bad jokes today. So. All right, my uh, fourth in line, or it's my number seven, is one, basically what you said about Dream Police is the same thing I can say about this one. It's not... It lives inside of your head? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not one of my favorites, but there's no way that I couldn't, like, leave it out, is uh, Surrender. Okay, so... uh, See, because I feel like... um, I'm kind of attached to it because, like, yeah, like, the first time I was get, really getting in Cheap Trick and, like, seeing you and Denny play, you guys 
always would cover Cheap Trick, and you even, in your uh, trio that you had. Yeah, we always covered that song. I remember you covering that, and then sometimes Denny would cover it, so it was yeah. like... I think I got up and did that. There was a chunk of time when yeah. he was informer that I got up with them and played that a few times, and... So it isn't one of my favorites, but I still have like stuff, I guess, attachment to that because you guys playing it. So, so that's not on my list, but that I was gonna say that was one of my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Like since you bring it up, I'm not gonna wait yeah. till the end to bring it up again. But that's one that there's no denying how great of a song that is. Yeah, and it's an <laughs> iconic anthem. Yeah. So, and but, it was too like even before. Um, we had the idea, or I think you were sitting on your couch listening to Cheap Trick, and then you're like, when are we ever going to hit a Cheap Trick episode? I'm like, let's just do that next. Well, before that, I was listening, going through the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks, and I was like, that, um, a Surrender made the a second movie soundtrack, so it's just hard to escape that song, I guess, yeah. you know? It's just that good. Dude, it's a great song. I mean, that is just... Like, now I'm, like, mad because it should have just been on my list. It's Obviously, just you can't I, escape. But I still love yeah. it when I hear it. You can't escape not listening to it somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a great, like, when you think about it, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just so pop. Like, yeah, it's the hook that <laughs> I was know? mentioning, too. They just are, like, brilliant with some yeah. of their... Yeah, I. it's just, you know... My brain is fried from the excess alcohol that I had last night. <laughs> and so I'm obviously not going to be good at putting things into words. Anyhow, so thank God we're not recording this. <laughs> but, you know, there's something about the lyrics to that song, even just like the Got My Kiss records out. Yeah. You know? And just the way that whole line flows, like rock and roll and roll numbers, Got My Kiss records out. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, that's fucking genius. Like, you yeah. hear those lyrics at least for me, as somebody who fancies himself as a songwriter. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else considers me that, but um, I hear something like that, and I go, fuck, man, why can't I just come up with that? <laughs> Although this day and age, I think if you did come up with it, it would fall on deaf ears, and no one would give a yeah. fuck anyhow. Like That's just had such a life of its own for so many years that it's become like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's its own <laughs> fucking thing, man. But... Uh, I've kind of babbled. It was your pick, and I just... Oh, no, it's fine, man. Because, like, like, clearly you kind of wanted to talk about it, too, because it was I an did. honorable that mention. That was hard, man. That was a hard so, one to leave off, because it is so yeah. fucking good. All right, man, back to you. You can continue Me? with your next one. So my fifth, I think, is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. I'm such an idiot, because, you know, it's German for goodbye, so how do you say off Wiedersehen? <laughs> I can't ever say it, dude. Like yeah. I'm like mostly German and I yeah. can't like I and I still can hardly like pronounce the German beers right half the time, you know. I'm just like <laughs> off by Wiedersehen. <laughs> off Wiedersehen? Is that am I saying it right? Off Wiedersehen. I, I can't do like I don't know. I could, I guess try to do some German accent like that, but I just feel... Hey, that's another one of those sinister songs we talked about, This is, yeah, I know, right? Like, it just says goodbye in a thousand different languages, and it's Mm -hmm. about suicide again. But, you know, (laughs) 
maybe I'm just maybe this is a cry for help. My my top ten <laughs> list is a cry for help. <laughs> is anybody listening? Uh, that song is just the shit. I yeah. don't know what it is about it. Like it's so catchy, and then like you know, at the end of the song, he's just literally screaming suicide, and it's like why? I don't know. I don't really know what that song is about. I don't know if there's a story to it. Yeah. I mean, I would think, like, Oh Candy, there's got to be a story to that. And, I mean, I imagine if there's a story, it just involves a girl killing herself. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's not too much. Like, I don't need to use my imagination too much with that one. Yeah. But with this one, um, you know, off off Wiedersehen. I'm just going to say it a million. <laughs> off Wiedersehen. Say it like a million different wrong. Like, what was the song last time? Wasn't there something that I just kept pronouncing? The album, the Koi no Yokan, and then you're like... Yeah, the Yoko Ono. Yeah, Yoko Ono. Or Plastic Ono Band. At one point, we made that joke. That might have been off off the microphone, but... um, I don't even like the song. I only put it on my list just to mispronounce it and fuck it all up. (laughs) No, I love the song. It's, you know... If we were ranking, and I don't know if we would ever go back and rank albums, but I feel like Heaven Tonight might be. Like I was their almost thinking not totally album. ranking them because there's like too many eighteen <laughs> albums or something like, a top like that. Ten albums only. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say top five. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it probably yeah. would turn into like ten. I don't know. I could probably narrow it down to five. I mean. And five honorable mentions. It's just, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is with Cheap Trick, like, I feel like their first five albums are just the greatest thing they've ever done. And they're great front to back. And I know Special One would make your list. And, you know, somehow Next Position Please would probably be on your list too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, Teach it's not the own. doctor, I guess. Teach your own. Anyhow, um, so I think we are on to your number five. I'm at the point now where I've got all hits now, and I've got the weird special one, woke up with the monster stuff out of the way. So like, just prepare to roll your eyes, because I'm just going to have all hits <laughs> or whatever. But uh, So this one is from All Shook Up. It's a Stop This Game. Dude, that's my next one. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because didn't they play that at the Limelight show, too? And it was pretty cool that it's like, I didn't expect them to do that. Yeah, I know. That was like the uh, the pleasant surprise. But then it was like one of those where they didn't really pull it off live. I remember being like, oh, shit, they're going to do Stop This Game. And I was so excited. And then it was just kind of like, ah, shit, they're not really... Because, you know, it's got like the orchestra shit. And stuff, yeah, because like I think version. the one that I was listening to before that um, was they did that on Silver, and they kind of had some different instrumentation well, yeah, in it. yeah, because they had, like, other musicians and yeah. stuff for that. And so that's what I was kind of expecting them to do live, but they didn't do it that way live, so it was kind of like, oh, man, i got to adjust my brain back from what I think I know. But right. it didn't take away from the song. I mean, it wasn't. All. It's a cool song. Yeah. It was just one of those things where it just didn't... Like, I think the guitar part doesn't fill it out enough. And so hearing it live with just the guitar and not all the other stuff, it was just kind of like... Yeah, it felt shit. flat. It was definitely, yeah. yeah, it was definitely, like, written for that big studio thing. Bum, like, bum, all the bells bum, and whistles, bum, yeah. Bum, bum, That's the thing, right. yeah. It, like, totally lacked, like, the dynamics and yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, 
but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, God, that's such a good song that, I mean, if I was ranking it, this might, my list actually might be pretty damn close to being ranked, now hmm. that I'm thinking about it. Like, I didn't rank them, but as we're going through it, it's like, yeah, this is probably You, you actually, didn't consciously didn't rank consciously them, but your brain it, kind yeah. of did anyways. But maybe, yeah, something. because... Yeah, what a great... I mean, man, that song... Every time mm-hmm. I listen to that album, it's just like, fuck, that is so... It just sounds big, yeah. Because yeah. I guess, the, yeah, like, I looked it up. They worked with that George Martin that produced The Beatles, so it does have that yeah. big I love that album, anyhow. It. It's a great sounding album. There's another song that... I left it off the list, because it's not quite as good, but it kind of reminds me of Stop This Game. And then it just got kicked out, and I really kind of had a hard time with it. The way of the world off of Dream Police. Oh yeah. And it to me, like I've always thought of that song as almost like the precursor to Stop This Game. Yeah. It was like they wrote it, they wrote Stop This Game already, in a way on Dream Police. But then like, then they went to do All Shook Up, and had like this even bigger production. Yeah. And it was like, well, fuck. It was like Let's a template rewrite the song for that again. Song, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably not the case. I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think Way of the World was on my original How I Said I Had a Blog list. Like, it was on there. It's a great song, man. That's another one that... I mean, there's some... A good vocal performance. I was just going to say that. Like, there's just some songs where it's like... I'm not even sure how great the song is, but Robin Zander is such a great vocalist, and he sells it. Like, I think that's kind of why that song got dropped from my list, because I realized, like, I love the song... But maybe it's not as good as these other songs, song-wise. It's just mm-hmm. that his fucking delivery, dude. Yeah. I mean, but point is, like, dude, Robin Zander can take a good song and make it sound fucking awesome. Man, he's got songs where he's throwing, like, falsetto in there and stuff. And really, man, he's got some powerful fucking delivery. Yeah, because I'm going to hit some of those later, I'm I feel sure. like. Because, yeah, I picked some songs just for that, you, just for him. So since Stop This Game... Was that was my number five? So really, it's your turn again. All right. So this is basically so my number five is another one of those sinister songs, and it's Uh-oh. in the same vein as your uh, off cheater thing. Off cheater is Wiener Schnitzel. Heaven tonight. Great song, dude. That Fuck, song dude. is so cool, and it's it like is. I love his little hush. Look. Like how we're saying he can like belt it out and sing. This is yeah. him just going. Do, Do you want to yeah. go to heaven tonight? Dude, I love that song. Heaven tonight. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's cool. He makes it sound cool. I almost wanted to put that on my list, but I feel like the reason it didn't is just because it's like a mood thing. Yeah, like it's almost so droning and yeah. stuff. But I think he makes it for the same vocal thing. He makes yeah. it sound cooler. Oh, yeah. Like I could. Then if it was somebody else, it wouldn't yeah. be the same. Oh, yeah. But no, that's awesome. I. I I'm actually excited you put that on there. Dude, that's it not is. a hit, so I mean, that's actually Oh, I didn't cut. know. What's well, a title track, and title it's on track, a hit album. It's still, I mean, that is kind of a deep cut. Like, a lot of people oh, okay. don't know that song, you know? I mean, I mean people listening to this nervous or whatever. <laughs> I love that, dude, because you're right, man. It's like that creepy, but it's kind of like this mood. I don't know. It's really, like, nightmarish yeah. kind of thing, dude. It's definitely like a mood piece, you know? And it's like, that's kind of why I didn't make my list, because I was like, well, I made my list, like, I guess shit that I would just listen to any day. Like, mm. that song, I I almost have to just, like, mm, yeah. to really enjoy it, like, I'm sitting down and drinking a beer and listening to that album all the way through. Oh, okay. And then by the time I get that late in the record, if I've gotten enough 
you know, alcohol in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Huh. No, nah, I don't know. Great. Yeah. Great song. Actually, you know, it's funny because I think Heaven Tonight's kind of the album where that was where I went, oh, fuck, this band is way, there's more to this band than I Want You to Want Me. Yeah. And Surrender. Because uh, I remember, like, like I said, I was just kind of a casual fan probably until, like, early 2000s. And I remember I was working with this guy that we'd always talk about music and stuff and uh, had a little boom box. I was working on a paint line over at Morton and had this uh, little boom box in the back where we had to do, uh, where all the washer tanks and stuff were and blah, blah, blah. I won't get into the details of that job, but anyhow... We'd be blasting this boombox and bringing CDs and stuff, and I'd just be like, hey, check this out. And anyhow, one day he brought in Heaven Denied on CD, and listened to, and we listened to it, and I was like, god damn, that's a really... Like, for some people listening to this, they're probably thinking, like, how did you not know Heaven Tonight was so great before that? But, like, you gotta figure, fuck, like, this was... I was only 20, 19, 20 yeah. years old at this time. Because I started my job that I'm at now. I was 21. I've been there... You know, almost 20 years now, but I think sometimes too, when you're going through albums trying to buy something, you're like, Oh, these are some cute, like looking dudes. That's well, not going to sound that cool. Next, I'll just skip right. it for an album that does look cool. I don't know, like Judas Priesting, British Steel, or something. You know, it stands well, out. Heaven Tonight, like, it's a shitty album cover. Yeah, it doesn't, like, now I don't think so because it's so iconic and it's such a great album. So, yeah. like, I see that picture, and I'm just like, now I think it's great because I make that connection in my head. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, it's a terrible fucking album cover, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They had, if you look at their album covers, they had just a lot of bad album covers because they're just fucking dorks, you know? <laughs> and it's just funny because it's like, the logic was always like, oh, put the good-looking dudes on the front. Yeah, and, and then they stick Rick the Nielsen back. and, like, Bunny Carlos on the back. Same thing with the motorcycles Yeah, on In Color. But it's funny because it's, like, even, like, half the albums, you look at it and it's, like, Robin Zander and Tom Peterson are, like, better looking compared to <laughs> the other two. But, I mean, they still kind of look goofy and awkward. And, like, dude. Yeah. Like, uh. Oh, jeez. I can't think. I can picture the album cover, but, uh. Ah, can't run over and pull my freaking records off the wall. Could, I guess, but... Lap what? of Luxury. God, I couldn't yeah. think of it. <clears throat> Dude, they look awkward as shit. Like, Tom Peterson looks like shit on the front of that album cover. He looks like, like his face looks like Jerry Seinfeld or something. Yeah, like, they're just, like, really awkward, <laughs> like, and, I mean... Um, yeah, it's just awkward. He looks like Deer in the Headlights kind of thing, I that think. That might be their worst album cover. <laughs> I mean, Next Position, Please, is pretty goofy, but I guess at least it just kind of looks... A bunch of nerds having fun or something. I yeah. I don't know, but isn't it kind of a takeoff on the uh, Born to Run? Might be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was their intention, but it kind of reminds me of that, like yeah. their little goofy version of that. Yeah, that's funny. I never made that connection uh. before. Huh. Well, good call. Hmm. All right. Well, All right. see, <laughs> I've had a couple in a row. So right. now it's your turn. So, <laughs> my number four. And we were talking about this earlier, kind of, when we were talking about the time we saw him. It was the song that they train wrecked. Yeah. Oh. He's a whore. And that's why it was so funny. Because at the time, like, it's funny looking back on it, but at the time I'm like, playing one of my favorite songs and they're just shit in the bed, just fucking it up. I was like, come on, guys, get it together. 
Because I had seen them, you know, a handful of times, and I mean, I don't think they played that song. I know it's kind of been in their live set for years. I mean, obviously, ever since the first album. Yeah. And, you know, they got such a big catalog, it probably comes in in and out of their live set, but... um, but yeah, I was bummed because I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, I love this song. And then, you know, I always wanted to cover it, you know. I always wanted to do it. But like <laughs> most people are just kind of like, huh? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think there's ever been anyone I've been in a band with that, you know, listens to it and goes, oh, yeah, I see why you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like they're not as mean? much of a fan as you are. Yeah. Yes. Plus, well, and the guitar work is so sloppy. It's like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How do you like learn the song and then play it that fucking sloppy on top of it? But it works and it makes the song. I mean, it's like a punk yeah. rock song. It's like their punk rock anthem, and it's like you know about a dude selling his body. <laughs> the gigolo is the only way to go. I guess uh, what you're saying is that Limelight show. Looking song. at the set list on paper, you would like geek out, but that show, it's like it didn't live up to the. <laughs> yeah. It didn't yeah. live up to the set list. Yeah. Well, and I think once they got that, once they got He's a Whore and fucking, you know, stuck the landing, it was fine. Because luckily, it's such a sloppy song anyhow that it doesn't have to be executed that well. It's probably why I wanted to cover it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's one of those things, man. It's like the perfect example of why they're so fucking cool. Because, like, Rick Nielsen, there's so much... It's so sloppy, but there's so much character in it. You know what I mean? It's so much swagger, and it's like, you wouldn't want it to be tight. Yeah. You wouldn't want it to be, like, all butthole tight, <laughs> sounding like Dream Theater and shit, or, you know, or, <laughs> or Judas Priest, like these tighter yeah. metal bands. Like, that's what makes Cheap Trick great, is the fact that they got these great pop songs, loud guitar tone. Rick Nielsen's a really good guitar player, but, you know, like, it's kind of sloppy. Too. It's kind of the Ace yeah. Frehley thing, like, you know, like, yeah, it's sloppy, but yeah, all that swagger is what the, makes it. Yeah, it adds you know? character. Yeah. And then it makes shitty guitar players like me feel like I have, you know, a place <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can do it, too. But he's, I mean, but there's a just a fucking brilliance to that guy. Anyhow, and then, you know, a song like that, just the the weird little runs, you know, he's just doing that. Like all these weird, like, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I just sang there, but moving right along. Tell us about your number four. All right, come at me, bro. Flame me, because my number four is the flame. Well, that might have been this. That might have been the silliest intro Uh-oh. to the. All right. Whole well, thing. I don't know. I, I felt like I was going to get flamed. I guess that's uh, like a, I didn't know that like was a term. thing. I didn't know that. Oh. I don't know. You're hipper than me, dude. What do I? I'm know? not that hip. Yeah. Obviously, if you're like that, was the lamest. I knew that was going to be on your list, uh, and uh-oh. that's why I stopped myself earlier because I had a feeling, and I was going to say that when I saw Cheap Trick live when they opened for Aerosmith that time, Robin Zander came out and just fucking nailed that. I mean, dude, it was like one of the best vocal performances I've ever hmm. seen in my life. Like, you know, seriously, by the time Cheap Trick was done, I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure Steven Tyler would, is going to be great. Yeah. He was, actually. But, man, I think my most vivid fucking memory from that show was Robin Zander's vocal performance hmm. on The Flame. 
See, like it's 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 hard, man. It's like it's a great song. I know that I is love it. that's the one thing that I think we were saying, uh, or you said, uh, the hits seem to be like surrender, dream police. I want you to want me, and then there's the flame. That and was it's a like, huge song back. But in man, day, it's like it's a hit for a reason because it's such a well put together song. Right. Then his vocals over you. And he this goes like up, like oh yeah. I don't dude. know, man, dude. It's like, dude, it's an amazing vocal performance, regardless. But I mean, when he plays it live and nails it, I mean, mm-hmm. and then even the guitar solo, like after that too, is pretty right. cool. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like one of those guitar solos you can, you know, that's one of those moments where it's like, okay, you're used to Rick Nielsen like, just doing kind of his raw, sloppy kind of thing, yeah. but then like. That's such a clean, melodic guitar solo, you yeah. know, where it's like, I don't know. Who wrote that with him? I can't remember. It wasn't Desmond Child, was it? No, and I thought it might have been like Diane Warren, but it wasn't either. It was just two other guys. I didn't recognize their name because I went back to look at it, and I didn't I didn't write it down because I almost thought, should I even include this because it's not their song? And I don't like ranking. Like when I do top ten lists, I don't like including covers, and I guess it's... It's not really a cover song because it's just how they had outside songwriters. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah. There's some bands, you but that's why I was like, I have to put it on here anyways, even if it's, even if it, they didn't write it. It's like you're saying, Robin Zander just nails the song. Oh yeah, I mean it's still it's a cheap trick song. It's nobody else's song. You yeah. Know? So so yeah. What are you gonna do? It was fair game, I thought. It's a great song. I can't even argue yeah. with it. Like some people will be like, it's, I can't believe you put that out there. That's so basic. Well. I don't know, man. I don't it's, know, it's like man. you said, we've said it a million times. A good song is a good song. song. If your number one Aerosmith song is Dream On, I'm not going to fucking argue with yeah. you. And it is, I think, because, I don't know, it's just so well put together. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be my number one, but I probably would have it on my top ten list. I don't yeah. know. I mean, how are you going to not? Some songs, Yeah. I've almost talked myself into just, putting it on my list now <laughs> <laughs> well what is your next one number three so this is kind of weird oh well, i won't spoil it i guess but if i say that then i will but so my number three is big eyes big oh, eyes. yeah i mean it's just such a great uh i don't know it's it's a unique song. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like Cheap Trick only sounded like that once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something about that song. They captured They captured this moment, and Cheap Trick has never quite written a song that sounds anything like that since. Yeah. I mean, it's catchy, and just the, the chorus, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, it's just unique. It's a unique song, so... And every time I hear it, I'm just like, fuck, that's such a good song, you know? Hmm. I mean, so what else do you need? But I love, like, because it shifts gears, you know what I mean? You got the chorus, the whole big guys. Although mm. I think originally, I think it was called Big Guys. I think it was, that's my theory, is that they were writing it about fat dudes. <laughs> and then they felt bad and changed it. Or. I thought you were saying big guys, like big, like buff dudes. Might be. One of them might just be... Like they're at the gym and how they're all kind of wimpy. They're like, oh, there's some big guys. How? <laughs> Buff dudes. Um, <laughs> but no, man, I I remember seeing them play that song. The funny thing was, like, 
I was fairly acquainted with the first few albums, but not a lot of deep cuts and everything. And I think, you know, I had heard the song before because I recognized it, but that show when they opened for Aerosmith, I remember they played it, and I was just like, it just sounded, you know, it just went over really well live. Like, it was one hmm. of those where it was like, I don't know. It turned me on to the song more. And then, like, I don't know, after that, I just always loved the song, and... It uh, sounds like that would have been an awesome uh, show then, because like they weren't sabotaged at the sound booth, and they just no, kind of uh, knocked man. it out of the park. Yeah, they did. They sounded great, and it was a cool set list. They played, man, I want to say, I know they played Sin of a Woman off this, off of uh, Special One, but maybe they played Sin of a Woman in too much, and that was it. They didn't, I mean, it was just like... You know, that typical I do moment. kind of uh, vaguely, or actually, I have a, I didn't go to that show, but I know what you're talking about with Cheap Trick and Aerosmith, because it was right around the time where I was starting in radio, and Bayhan in his office, he's got a poster from that show, and he put his ticket stub in the frame, so every time I'd be in his oh, office, man. I would see that in there. I'm like, that would be a good show. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm kind of jealous since you're talking it about cool. it. I, I got to look the set list up now. Go down memory lane. So moving on from the big guys. <laughs> My number three is, I guess I said I have all hits now, but technically I think, well, they're all on greatest hits or like those compilation things. So maybe that's what I meant. Because this one, I don't think it's a hit, but it's on like maybe compilations. Hit, but it's at least not a deep cut. Yeah. So number three is Everything Works If You Let It. Wow. Dude, I love that song. I it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's got like cool guitar stuff, but then I like the lyrics. I mean, everything works if you let it. Let it in your heart, man. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Inspirational quotes by Andy. Yeah, so it's kind of a good kind of like inspirational song, song or something. I'd never considered it for my list, but you know really? what I mean? I don't hate it. I think it was something else, too, where around the same time, like, you and Denny were getting me into Cheap Trick, or I was just kind of getting into them through osmosis, hanging out with you guys. We and sweat then... Cheap Trick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then Denny was telling me about Enough's Enough, and they covered it, so I think I heard their cover before uh, yeah. I heard the Cheap Trick. Yeah, I forgot that they covered that. I think, but I, I didn't put it just for the cover version, but I mean, like, it's a good song, too. And then Bob let me borrow this movie, Roadie, and it's from that movie. It had Meatloaf and, like, Alice Cooper. It was, like, a real stupid movie, but... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so... I don't know. The song reminds me of you guys, so, yeah. I don't know, too. Well, that's like sweet. It, but Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of sweet sometimes. Just, you just made me smile. I've got sinister songs and some sweet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you All what... All right, man, number two. I know. I feel like we got to start b- going along here because... I've, yeah, I've been babbling like a five lot. Hours we've gone down like trick. we've gone down a lot of rabbit holes, and I could go longer. Like, yeah, this could have been, I don't know, man. This could have been a lot longer of an episode, like five parts. We'd have to yeah. break it up into five parts. So, my number two is Southern Girls, <laughs> which look, I still think it was originally written about dudes. And then just changes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, it's just such a great song. Yeah, I mean, just great. Uh, God, the the fucking verses. The weird thing about this song is like I almost feel like the verse, the verses, are almost catchier than the chorus. Like it's a great chorus, obviously, and it's catchy and it's 
you know, Southern girls. You like that singing? You like that, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not successful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sold 10 copies of my recent album. Uh, no, but the, uh, I mean, it's like a simple, like the, you know, it's a simple chorus. Like there's yeah. not much there. But I think what makes the song so great is the fact that, like, I think the verses are, like, the best part. Like, they're so fucking catchy that you don't even need a chorus. Like, when I think of the song, the chorus doesn't pop in my head. Yeah. You know, it's just the verse. Like, the, you know, I'm not going to sing again. <laughs> I feel like an idiot that I did, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I guess there's not really that much to say about a great song like that. Um, you're right. You are kind of sticking pretty close to the uh, really early albums, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I don't want to give anything away, so I'll bring up my next point on the next song, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard to not just say what I want to say, but hmm. go ahead. All right, my number two, I guess it's another hit, and it goes back to the great uh, vocal performances of Robin Zander. It's If You Want My Love. I don't know, he's Undeniable. got that, if you've got my love, you got it, ooh, and he kind of goes, or I think I'm doing it out of order, there's those, ahs, or like a soothing right. thing, and then he goes, hi, and then there's like even all these dynamic shifts in the song, there's like the Beatles-y sound and stuff, yeah, the whole like, breakdown it thing is, is just like, yeah, very Beatles, it's like just like whole... they took parts of stuff and stuck them together, but it works, yeah. No, I agree with that one. It's you know, it's not on my my list, but I mean like I said, man, this was so hard to narrow it down to yeah. ten songs. I mean, I love like even songs like that that are just like the hits, like the or yeah. as we always say, like the basic bitch stuff, like but God, yeah. that's a great song. And that fucking yeah, the bridge with the whole like super Beatles Yeah, you know. Oh, those you were a mystery girl. Whatever yeah, the fuck the lyrics yeah. are. I mean, when it just... Yeah, I don't want to butcher a, it. I, I butcher know, enough <laughs> songs. <laughs> well, I, apparently that's my thing now, too. You've rubbed off on me, so... But I, it's such a brilliant, like... I don't remember the first time I heard the song. I can't sit here and fucking pretend that I do, but, you know, I'm sure that the first time I heard it, I just thought, like, holy shit. I thought it was a Beatles like, song. Like, it's just a total left turn, dude. Like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of this catchy, big ballad hard rock thing and then it just kind of out of nowhere yeah. is boop I'm just going to go this way and do this fucking yeah. thing right in the middle of it you know and I really love it because see I can't sing either but then there's a oh da, 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 da. there's some kind of darker sounding part and then it does make that uh, the mystery girl part uh, and then it shifts it's like yeah I mean it's I structure wise man it's just a great uh, yeah, it's a great fucking song man what else is there to say? I mean, and I love like Cheap Trick, the 97 album, the 97 self-titled mm-hmm. album, like really goes into a lot of that Beatles kind of stuff. You know, like there's some moments on there where it's like, man, dude, that's really like, they took that Beatles thing and like yeah. really, really, really fucking were shameless. And just wore Yeah, because I'll just say it. There's two that I really, 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 really like. Carnival Game. Yeah, I was going to say Carnival Game. And then Game that one, you let a lot of people die. Yeah, I don't know. It's like there's like that. And that shift has a very yeah. You let a lot of people down. Has like a very, uh, I don't know, kind of like the early Beatles, John Lennon kind of yeah. stuff. You know, 
um, kind of just that the way his yeah. angst and his voice is is like yeah. early Lennon, you know, which I always dug that when it comes to John Lennon, like that's the yeah. shit I liked was, you know, I thought he was better before he got too artsy fartsy, I guess. <laughs> you know? I don't know, but yeah, man, no, good call. And uh, I, I think with Beatles stuff too, I do like, I do like a lot of the Paul McCartney, and I think that ooh is like a Paul McCartney like yeah. kind of staple thing. So, dude, my kids kinda... and dog are so fucking loud. I'm <laughs> sure the microphones are picking it up. So I apologize. <laughs> it's a but, stampede, dude. The dog is going ape shit. I think Dally just got. They're home, just so. they're just really hyped up to hear our, our number ones, right? That's what it is. Are we? Uh, so is that the segue into our number ones? Yeah, my number one. And this, honestly, was the first song that popped in my head. <laughs> and I just realized something. Because it mentions suicide, too. So maybe <laughs> this is my cry for help. <laughs> it's not. I swear to God, I'm fine. Downed. Oh, Downed. Okay. Yeah. I've always just loved that song, man. Just that whole intro with the down, down, out yeah. of my head, you know? And... They played it down at that Riverfront show, and it was just like, that was the one song. Like, I think I remember telling, like, Courtney, probably Denny, and everyone that was with us that would listen, because I was probably half-cocked. <laughs> it was probably just like, man. It was like, yes! I just really yes. wanted to play Downed. Like, that was my whole thing. Like, I haven't heard that one live yet. That's my favorite fucking song. I, dude, that has been, like, my favorite Cheap Trick song for so many years now. Like, since I really, I'm not going to say, like, since I was a kid, but in my, you know, like, early 20s when I finally started really getting yeah. into Cheap Trick and becoming, like, a real fan and listening to everything and not just the greatest hits. And, man, when they played it, that was one that lived up to the expectation. And I might have just drank too much. <laughs> and maybe other people remember it differently, like, nah, man. Dude, he was so off-key. He was off-key. The fucking guitars were out of tune. <laughs> fucking... Bunny fell over drunk, knocked his drums <laughs> over. It's like, I don't remember any of that. I thought it was killer. But uh, it was, man, that's a great song because, you know, again, like, we, you know, I've mentioned this band kind of takes these weird left turns or, like, sometimes parts of the song, if you listen to them separately, you'd be like, well, that ain't, like, you can't put that together. Like, that ain't. Like, the chorus for this song in the verse, you know? Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, being in that band and say that, you know, the guy in the band writes the song and brings it to you, and he's like, well, here's the here's the verse. Well, here's the chorus. Like, a week <laughs> later or something, you'd be like, that ain't going to work with that song. But it does, and it's brilliant. You know, it's, like, so different. Than and that's some uh, things that Kiss did. They just kind of took, like, Gene's uh, part of a song and then Paul Stanley's, like, part, and then kind of... Had a skeleton. And I think stuck a lot them together of the for a couple of the early stuff did, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because that's probably just you know, you got to figure those first couple records was all shit they'd been sitting on yeah. back when they had Wicked Lester, and so that shit was probably older than that. And that's I think why they yeah. have those early Kiss arrangements are like really good arrangements. Whereas at some point after that, they just kind of turned into your yeah, you know, they just kind of repeated themselves or something. You know, your standard yeah. arrangement, just a rock and roll pop song. But, dude, I mean, I don't know. Downed is a great song. Great lyrics. 
And again, that's one where it's like, the chorus really ain't that great. Like the chorus is great because it's such a left turn. It's so like, yeah. Because when I think of that song, I just think of the intro. I guess yeah. More. But the uh, the verses are just great lyrics, super melodic and catchy, yeah. and you know it's just kind of the same thing as Big Eyes. And I so the point I was gonna when we were talking about maybe it was when we were talking about Southern Girls. Like when I made this list, I was like, I guess I didn't think about it order wise so much but you know I kind of was like ah oh, fuck do I have too much from In Color on here you know but like man mm-hmm. it really has some of their best songs I wish I Want You To Want Me wasn't on it because that <laughs> version's really not very good yeah. you know it's weird I mean I don't hate it it's catchy but you know it just it's almost like if that just was left off it would have been a stronger album because yeah. I think that album I would say Heaven Denied is my favorite album, but I think In Color has the best songs. Maybe that sounds stupid, and people listening will be like, well, then In Color is your favorite album, jack off. What do you... <laughs> well, the thing about it is, like, Heaven Tonight, I think, is a little bit more dynamic of a record. I think that it's a better mm-hmm. produced record, and it's hands down a way better produced album. Like, it sounds way better, and it's definitely, like... Like it sounds like cheap trick. In color could have really benefited, you know, from sounding a little better. Like if it sounded more like Heaven Tonight, it would be a better record. But that doesn't take away from the fact that those songs are really fucking good. Yeah. You know? So that is so yeah, so my top three songs all came from that album. And it yeah. probably seems kind of generic to do that, but I would I mean, I would say that. You know, Big Eyes, it maybe really wouldn't... Like I said, I didn't consciously rank them. Maybe that one wouldn't be sitting quite where it's at if it did, but, like, Southern Girls and Downed are probably my two favorite, you know. So... I guess I gotta pay attention to the album more. I mean, I'll listen to it, but... They're ranked, those two, but... Yeah, no, I... You know, it's a good excuse to go appreciate it, goddammit. Mm. I know. Andrew, the people want to know, what is your number one Cheap Trick song? Uh, we already, you know, probably, because it's one that you have that I said I'll get to it later. Oh, yeah, Dream Police. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit, why did I just say it out loud? Uh, let's, pretend, right. let's just pretend we didn't say that. Andy, drum roll. The Dream Police. Police, police. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just like, that's probably your list. Like, see... You have the serial killer, uh, cry for help <laughs> stuff, and you got... I didn't mean to. In color. That is your list. My sorry. list is just those, like, pop, ear candy kind of... You just want something you can snap th- your finger things to. Things that are like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Dream police, surrender, if you want my love, you got it. You just want to do the Carlton. Dance, I don't know, man. You know? Yeah, that's why there's another one, uh, too, in that same vein that I wrote down. Like, I Can't Take It. Oh, yeah, great song. It's another one of those, like, and then you had Tonight It's You. Like, they just have some of those really infectious, like, pop songs that are just, like, I don't know. They're just good stuff. Trust me, man. It's hard to narrow it down, and I didn't want to just have, like, a 10 ballads or whatever, or 10 pop songs. I guess how you were saying, your list, you would break it into like 70s, 80s, 
and then modern, I would probably could break it down into all of the sinister serial killer stuff and then have a full list of the bubblegummy candy shit, too. That would be, like, my two halves. I mean, dude, like, yeah, like, I almost feel bad looking at my list now that I've said it out loud because I'm like, ah, like, I mean, I can't help it. They're my favorites, but some later stuff deserved yeah more attention like sick man of europe off of the latest or i thought you would say this too i didn't say it earlier my obsession that's the one that i thought you'd have as honorable mention because i remember when i was talking about that album you're like i love that song yeah my obsession sick man of europe from the latest those are two of my i remember they played that at the limelight show because i think somebody i think it was like todd schroyer or somebody like that one of bob's buddies was like yeah they're doing that song I think, wait, that's the good thing about Cheap Trick is they do have hits, but they don't have how, like, we're saying, oh, they could sell out an arena. They have hits, but they don't have enough of the hits that now I'm thinking, like, I feel like they're not um, like a Kiss or a Bon Jovi or Motley Crue where they have to come out and they're, like, obligated to play, like, blah, 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 like that. Like, they can do, they can throw out some of those, like, deeper cuts. Yeah. And like they have to play. I don't want you some to want hits, me and surrender. Yeah, and Dream Police, but the rest even of Alice it's Cooper does that. He's got some hits, but he's got like he's not really like I don't know beholden to or obligated to play certain songs. Yeah. He can mix up his he mixes up his set every tour. So I had like two other. So the, like those were kind of like the two newer on, honorable mentions. <laughs> you know, keep in mind like. Like I said, this list was like 15, 20 songs, yeah. and it was a bitch to get it down to 10. But man, I mean, a couple songs that, and maybe people will kind of be like, you know, you're an idiot. I don't know what they'll think. I don't really care. It's my fucking list. <laughs> um, but two 80s era songs that I think are just like really, really overlooked and really great are Little Sister and Mighty Wings. Mighty Wings from Top Gun. Yeah. Dude, that's a really great song. It's super cheesy and it's super yeah. dated. Like it just has that, you know, the cheap trick keyboard era thing, right? Like, See, that's the same thing with that reach out song. Yeah. It's a good song, but I feel like a lot of the keyboardy stuff overpowers it. But then Denny and those guys and play it, it and they strip and, it back. Yeah. And yeah, it's a good so, that is a good song. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one too. I I didn't really I like that song, but it wasn't really in consideration yeah. for my list. I guess it was just an example of that yeah. point, I guess. Because I think that, like, that. Mighty Wings, I think that one, the keyboards work. Like, that's yeah. the song that it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, of this whole fucking era of Cheap Trick doing the kind of, you know, shitty 80s synth yeah. pop kind of thing, like, their version of it, like... This is the one moment where it really, really worked, and then it just was, like, totally fucking overlooked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's on, like, the soundtrack of a really successful movie, hmm. but everybody remembers Danger Zone. Yeah. And Dude, the I... The Berlin song. Uh, speaking of that, um, sorry to just talk over your whole point, but Judas, <laughs> yeah. Judas Priest, we talked about Turbo and Turbo Lover and all that stuff. Yeah. I found out after that that Reckless, they, like, somehow the band or... Um, the label that was doing uh, the Top Gun soundtrack really wanted that song to be the theme song for the movie. They wanted Reckless yeah, to be the what? theme it song, the and book. Judas Priest is like, 
no, nah, like we're pulling this and putting it on our album and saving it. Yeah, they were like, yeah, it was in the Rob Halford book. Now that you say oh, okay. that, I remember he talks about it. Yeah, because that kind of blew my mind after. Like I read more about that after the so uh, recording like, I did. It was kind of like, yeah, okay, well, that didn't work out. They didn't <laughs> yeah. think the movie was going to be yeah. anything. They were like, yeah, sounds kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> they just kind of, yeah, well, they shit the bed on that one. But I think Danger Zone does kind of fit that because it's kind of that 80s kind of like. Oh, yeah. Could you, you imagine know? like they're not being Danger Zone in that movie? Yeah. I mean, it's just like so. I, I think it'd be fucking cool to have Judas Priest in that movie or in a movie soundtrack in general. But at the same time, yeah. it's like it wouldn't have been the right yeah. thing for that, I guess. Well, the Cheap Trick song, man, like nobody really remembers that, yeah. you know? They remember Danger Zone. They remember the, <laughs> yeah, the what was the Berlin song? The ballad. I uh, Take My Breath Away. Take My Breath Away. Yeah, yeah. I've drawn a blank on that. Or Playing With The Boys <laughs> by Kenny Loggins. If you remember that one, I actually have... I got the 45s of both Danger Zone and Playing With The Boys. I didn't even know that that was released as a single. Hmm. I knew Danger Zone was, obviously, but not <laughs> Playing With The Boys, which is such yeah. a terrible name. It's like, God, man. Kenny Loggins is kind of like just a... Ah, he's just kind of cheesy, but it's great. It works. Yeah. But, so there's a couple other things I want to mention because... First of all, like another... Because this episode can't get any longer. I know, but man, like one other thing that has to be an honorable mention, and I mean, I didn't really consider it for my list because it's a cover, Mm -hmm. but their version of Magical Mystery Tour, holy fucking shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like who can cover not only a Beatles song and do it that well, but like that kind of Beatles song, that era of a Beatles song. And then... Don't forget that they did that whole Vegas stint where they did... Sergeant I was going to say, didn't they make back. like a yeah. Beatles live album? I haven't listened to it, I've but got the I know DVD, it's out there. Yeah, got the yeah. DVD somewhere, but it's... Dude, it's great. I really... I don't think I'd ever... No, I hadn't been to Vegas yet when they did that. But man, I mean, if they did that again, I'd go to fucking Vegas and <laughs> see it. You know what I mean? Like, back when they did it, I mean, I probably had to like... You would think that'd be something they would do now because before the pandemic, all those bands were doing residencies yeah. in Vegas, you know, Kiss and like... It's weird, man, because I think it was Def so Leopard. cool, too. Like, And now I could actually afford to go see it. But, you know, back then I had to, like, scrape fucking pennies together to buy the DVD. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, and now it's like, well, now I could actually afford to go to Vegas and see it and they'll probably never fucking do it again, but... Yeah, man. So, I mean, that is just such a brilliant fucking cover, man. Like, God, it takes something special to be able to pull that song off. I mean, and one song that I'm going to mention, and I'll shut the fuck up, and I won't mention any more songs. And I'm only mentioning this because I didn't really, I didn't know the song before. It was Mm. new. So it was like old, but new to me, because it was only included on the Japanese version of Busted, was a song called Big Bang. I was like, man, that's a pretty cool hmm. song. Like, you know, finding something new. It's on, because I didn't buy these, but they got those oh, the epic archive, archive things. Yeah. yeah. And dude, the third one is really badass. Like, I listened, so I listened to this the first time last week, and I, fuck, I listened to it. Like, I almost ordered it on vinyl, but it's kind of expensive. Yeah, the epic archive I think thing. it's like 60 bucks, but. Shit. Yeah, I'll probably still end up buying it. I just can't <laughs> say it. Loud enough for my wife to hear. Um, But, dude, some of the versions, like some of these uh, 
alternate mixes and stuff on it sound great. Like, dude, the I don't know. I think Little Sister sounds way better on it. Hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else there was. Well, even like She's Got Motion, I just thought sounded better. Or maybe I just finally kind of like that song. I always thought that was kind of a <laughs> dumb one. And then, But anyhow, it had the Japanese track. You know, it had that Big Bang song. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I'd never, I'd never heard that. I think that uh, since we've got through the list, mm-hmm. if there's anything else you'd like to add, go for it. But I personally, I think I need to shut the fuck up because mm-hmm. I've babbled too long. Speak now or forever hold my pee, and I've been holding it too long. Oh, well, Andy's (laughs) got a pee, so that's a good time to just say fuck it and end this thing. So thanks for listening. (laughs) 